everyone, I'm Lynn Prowse-Bishop and this is The Virtual Business Show. Today I want to talk about work-life balance. This is something everyone seems to strive for and if you're an employee, theoretically speaking, it should be possible. Most employees would quote that they work eight hours a day and we all know about the eight-hour work movement. We celebrate it every Labor Day, which again, theoretically, gives workers eight hours work, eight hours leisure and eight hours rest. In Australia, it actually began with the Melbourne stonemasons in 1856 who walked off the job when their employer refused to accept their demands for reduced hours, and it grew from there. Now, of course, there are some professions where this balance isn't practical. Medical interns work incredibly long hours, teachers whose workday doesn't end when the school bell rings, some in professional jobs like lawyers work way beyond eight hours a day, and there would be others. But generally speaking, our eight hours work, eight hours recreation, eight hours sleep is something everyone, no matter what their profession, seems to strive for. If we were all working this 888, there would have been no emergence of the concept of work-life balance a concept which describes the balance a person needs between time spent on work and time allocated to other aspects of their life. Research began telling us getting this wrong could have detrimental effects on our health. Whilst employers are encouraged to get this right for employees, and it's even more complicated when you consider the concept means different things to different people, what about if you're self-employed or working from home and your office is three steps from your bedroom? My advice, don't look for work-life balance if you're a small business owner or self-employed. Instead, you should be looking for work-life integration. Why? Because your work is effectively a large part of your life. You're doing what you do because you love it, right? If you didn't, you wouldn't do it. Here are the main reasons people give for starting their own business. Be your own boss, autonomy and independence, financial reward, freedom, childcare needs, and spending more time with family or self. And when work-life balance is a key motivator, people say that they want more time for travel, more time with family or for hobbies and interests, more time for home maintenance and chores, more time to focus on health and well-being, or just more time for themselves. But a study commissioned by the NBN by leading demographer Bernard Salt from KPMG reveals that of the 700 nationwide business owners with less than 100 employees surveyed, 40% say they feel their work is taking up too much of their time. The report states, SME owners want the independence and financial rewards of running their own business, but success in this field can have the effect of closing down other worthy pursuits such as hobbies, sport, friends, and sometimes family and marriages. It goes on to say, as small businesses become more successful and take on more staff, there is a greater time commitment from the business owner, and a stressed, let alone obsessed, SME owner is bad for their own health and bad for their key relationships. Other revealing statistics of the survey were just over half the respondents want to spend more time with their partners and children, 51% keen to focus more on their health and well-being, and 47% want more me time by themselves. While high-speed internet is making things easier for people wanting to start their own business, when I started back in 2000 we still had dial-up so even sending and receiving email was an overnight affair. The study found that over half now spend 50% of their working week online. It doesn't say on what, but we could hazard a guess it's the time wasters of social media. So if 84% of people started their business motivated by work-life balance, but 38% of them are frustrated by the amount of time they have to work, what's gone wrong? 
Technology is the great liberator, or so we're led to believe. We can do more, see more, find more, do it faster than ever before. We're always connected, everything in our pocket, instant access. But this is a double-edged sword. Being always on means there's no downtime away from work. And you even notice that in those comments, what people were asking for was time. So even for bricks and mortar businesses, there came a clock off time. The doors were closed and you went home. When your office is three steps from your bedroom, or in some cases for some early startups, your office is in your bedroom or the lounge room. Mine was actually in a cupboard in the lounge room. Literally, it was a cupboard. It's no wonder so many feel like they've not achieved what they set out to do. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Technology may have made our lives easier, but it's important to remember that it's a tool you should control, not have it control you. And this takes some discipline. Not responding after hours when your phone notifies you of a message, an email or an update. Being strict with your time and allocating time during your day for attending to social media accounts and email. And being disciplined enough that when clock off time comes, whatever that time is for you, you adhere to it, that you close the door and walk away. Work-life balance to me is a bit of a myth when you're self-employed. Your work is your life. And I think if you found something you really enjoy doing, it's not actually work. Confucius agreed with me when he said, choose a job you love and you'll never have to work a day in your life. This sentiment was also echoed by the guest speaker at my daughter's high school graduation. Dr. Indra Nordstrand was a past student at the school who graduated in 1990 before she went on to study medicine. Graduating with a Bachelor of Medicine and Surgery, Indra gained her Master of Philosophy before completing her surgical training in Australia and the UK. Upon returning to Australia in 2014, Indra worked in hospitals in Victoria, West Australia and New Zealand prior to resettling in Melbourne. During her talk to the students, she mentioned achieving work-life integration rather than work-life balance and that it was attainable. The interconnected roles of work and life rather than the perceived conflict between the two and relationships and responsibilities that make up our lives. The basic principles of work-life balance require individuals to prioritise work and life as if the two are in conflict, creating a sense of competition between the two and negative pressure or stress within individuals if it's not achieved. Well, for Indra, her work is her vocation. It was an immersion. There was no separation of work life from non-work life. And she believed that work is a service to self and wider humanity. And I agree. Many VAs will say that work-life balance was a primary motivator for starting their practice for a large majority because they had childcare needs and working for themselves gave them the flexibility to look after children and still work. But many fail early in the piece because they're trying to maintain full-time jobs and get their practice up and running. This is a recipe for disaster because it leads to that juggling act of full-time work, part-time practice building and home and childcare duties. Where's the balance in that? I've seen many potentially great VAs fail in the first couple of years because they're trying to do it all and they spend all their time juggling. So my belief is, if you're wanting to start your own business because you're looking for work-life balance, you're buying into the myth. Look instead for work-life integration. If you love what you do, it's not really work. Then make it work for you. This is going to mean making some changes. 
If your end goal is truly to work 100% for yourself, for whatever motivating reason that is, then adjust not only what you're doing, but also your mindset. You need to think like a business owner and not an employee. You cannot expect to be successful as a business owner if you work full-time and run a VA practice. In my opinion, that's not a business owner. That's a hobby. If you want to have a hobby, that's great. But please don't call yourself a VA or a business owner. It's not a case of different things working for different people. The statistics don't support that contention. According to the Small Business Association, about 30% of new businesses fail during the first two years, 50% during the first five years, and 66% during the first 10 years. You can't be a business owner part-time. You can have a part-time business, but again, that's a hobby. If you love your job, fantastic. Stick to that. If you want to run a successful VA practice, that means making changes to how you perceive work. I'll explain how I did this back in 1999 in another podcast. Until then, share your work-life integration stories in the comments. Thanks so much for listening.